Welcome to the Switch Clicks Podcast, episode 99, recorded on August 30th, 2022. In this episode, we'll be discussing our trip to Fan Expo Canada last Saturday. My name is Dakota, and today I'm joined by Kaiser. Yeah, baby. And Tyler. Hello. So yeah, Fan Expo happened this weekend for Canada. Um, and Fan Expo, for those don't, that don't know, is pretty much a giant convention that uh, happens kind of all over North America. Uh, pretty often it's almost every weekend in the summer and you get to meet some celebrities you get to le- meet local artists there's a it's it's a massive convention essentially for fans well it's in we, the name yeah, <laughs> yeah name. exactly and we decided we wanted to go on the saturday um and it basically the first big convention we've been to since the end of covid the quote-unquote end of covid and we were super hyped going into it and we just want to discuss our experience with the uh, one day that we went. The single day, because we don't need any other day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be, I, don't how, I don't know how you get stuff out of multiple days, especially if you're there the entire time. Oh, I mean, there's obviously multiple guests, uh, appearances, stuff like that. I, I, I doubt only insane people would go for all four days fully. No, I know. I bossed did that. We got to see from a distance multiple celebrities. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. big ones that people kind of went for is the Stranger Things cast. and uh, we can, Yeah, they're super popular, and that's understandable. And uh, up on the top area to get to the South Building, wait, yeah, to get to the South Building, you could see some of the celebrities at their tables. And we, I think we only got a, a brief shot, or I did, of Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, and uh, also, I don't remember his name, but the actor who plays Neville in uh, uh, Harry Potter, we also got a brief look at. And we decided not to kind of go in line uh, for any of those, because uh, we that had another... your entire day gone. Yeah, I had I know another okay. person, and they went for three lines, and they were there for like six hours total. How would it be? Um, I don't know if it was even worth it, but you had to spend money as well. I think the only one that we wanted to go see was, uh, crap, what was his name again? Carlo Esposito. Yes, John Carlo Esposito. And luckily we did get there pretty early and we were basically at the front of the line to get in, which was pretty surprising. Yeah. We actually got into the building a whole lot earlier than expected too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, about... If anybody goes like next year or to Toronto Comic Con, which is run by the same uh, company, uh, you definitely want to be there like straight in the morning. And like the first two hours is a manageable pace, and you can definitely walk around without bumping into people. But just yeah. about like noon, one o'clock ish, is when it got so busy, you're basically just uh, pushing into people to get through. <laughs> mm-hmm. It wasn't to the point where it was uncomfortable, personally, but it did get a little, a little bit rowdy. That's true. Yeah, that's that's a typical con experience, especially when someone we won't name names uh, was a serial um, ankle stepper. (laughs) I don't know who that could be though. The um, before we went, we wanted to go to a few events, uh, but we only decided to go to two of them. Um, The first one being. to go see Steve Blum's panel, yeah, uh, which is the Steve voice Blue, of uh, who's the guy from Star Wars that he voices? Jesus Christ, man! And I don't watch that show. Embarrass- you're already embarrassing me. 
Steve. I don't even watch that show. Even I don't know either. Okay, okay. Um, you mentioned Steve Blunt, but don't even mention any of his other roles. Yeah, well, he also Spike Spiegel and Wolverine. <laughs> excellent. Now, okay, excellent. Now you're. And that, that was that was so cool hearing him because he doesn't really change his voice too much for any of his characters specifically, other than like his high pitched ones. But he's not really known for those ones. Or uh, whatever the Mortal Kombat player he. Mortal Kombat character he plays is uh, well. There's are... well. He also does Sub Zero or Ed Baraka. Oh, mm. Baraka. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. About. <laughs> yeah, he he's a voice actor for his own voice, which is really cool because Steve's. Uh, why do I see saying Steve? Spike Spiegel is just kind of regular dude, and he, like, hearing that voice just again and again was super cool. Yeah, it's just his own voice, but honestly. If I if I have to use my real voice for voice acting, it, 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 like you said, it gets very uncomfortable because it's like people are gonna associate my voice, my real voice, with that character. Yeah, I can. Yeah, that does sound that could be quite annoying. I having uh, it, people be like, "You sound exactly like the character you play in blank." That, that's because that is my voice, man. <laughs> <laughs> the second yeah. one we tried to go to was the uh, Kira Buckland panel. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, she couldn't make it for some reason. Uh, but the MC did a really good job of kind of diverting the attention. <laughs> I, oh yeah, I think that one was that one was funny because in my mind it was just imagining uh, like body guards trying to get a voice actor to the room, but there's just so many people downstairs that it's n- nigh impossible. Yeah, just getting into this upstairs part of the convention uh, was, I think, three escalators, and it was just packed full of people trying to get upstairs. Uh, My current theory is that they booked the Kira Buckland uh, panel and the Demon Slayer voice actor panel, which had three uh, voice actors in that one, at the exact same time. But we walked in the Kira Buckland one, and it wasn't very busy. (laughs) So the Demon Slayer one must have been stupid busy. Well, for obvious reasons. Or it was like lunchtime. Yeah, but there is no that... exit up there. You you have to go to the other side of that area to even get to the exit. I yeah. guess that makes sense. I, I was actually... I, I, I mean, I wasn't late, but it's more so... Oops. I got stuck out here. Yeah, you did you end left. up like... Yeah, did you end up like at the very end of the line? Because we snuck in on the left side behind this uh, booth. I was <laughs> at the end of the line, but uh, I, I decided to like... You know, just kind of squeeze my face through from the sides because that's what everyone does. And for anybody that also goes to these events, uh, water is okay. And when they check your bag for food, they don't care. I brought a box of granola bars and I showed them the box of granola bars and they didn't care. <laughs> nah, we know you're well, going to start anyways. Got some volunteer fire. Yeah. Great job. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't have to name names. Not yet. I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to name her name if I ever tried. <laughs> oh, to her. her. They nailed her it one. down. Narrowed it down. <laughs> no, no it's, no, no. it's just a side character. They're not going to remember <laughs> names. I think closer to the end, uh, there's another celebrity that we saw, but closer to the end when we were walking around, and I, I believe the last hour or so, um, we went to the, we kind of passed by the whatnot booth. I don't know what whatnot is, but uh, I think uh, the Daniels, actor for... Yeah. Yes, Anthony Daniels. He was their C-3PO actor. I don't, I don't know what he was doing. He was a part of a live stream or something. But he was just there. Nobody was around him. 
Obviously, it's a live stream. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe we'll transition into what was our individual favorite parts of the show um, and maybe any stories we have. And it, it all begins with the Steve Blue panel, all right. You know, I, I've a lot of people may or may not know, but he did voice Char Ass Novel from, um, the, from Mobile Suit Gundam, particularly the trilogy films. Films of the original series. He's okay, okay. It's Char Ass Devil. Well, everyone knows, well, you guys don't know who the Red Comet is. Is nope. but kind of the thing for me, it's like I I re I recognize the voice. And every time I hear Steve Bloom's voice, it's like I always I always go, Oh my god, Steve Bloom. Who every time like single role in and Dead Rising, Steve Bloom, who, <laughs> even in his roles, that's where he dramatically changes his voice, right? Like, holy yeah. crap, it is Steve Bloom. Even, even with Baraka, right? Because he does changes, he does a lot of uh, voice work with monsters and the like. A lot of voice actors do that, actually. It's not surprising. The role of Char Aznavel, very iconic, and I was able to ask him the question of you know, how how it felt to be playing such an iconic role. And the kind of best part about some of those panels, right, is just how they're able to take simple questions such as as uh, one particular question. The first question I was asked at the panel was what's your favorite soup? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't forget that. Uh, he answered with like so many, but he answered it pho. Everyone loves pho. If you don't love pho, you never had good pho. <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, I'm always surprised how well, I guess if you're doing it long enough, but how easy it is to just answer whatever question in an interesting enough way to, where it doesn't feel like, well, that was a waste of time. Well, yeah, like, he, he, it's more so that he kind of, how they just spit it into a story that they can tell, right? And with how he talked about just, you know, being a voice actor during the time where her being a, a dub actor was not really the best role comparatively. It was a, and that was a time, and he did mention that he actually got literal death threats uh, during that time. It's very unfortunate, but hey. Yeah, it's a little eccentric, I think. Yeah, but hey. People. Uh, He's come so far, and he's become a titan in voice acting, really. Mm. Pretty much everywhere you look, Steve Bloom. Uh, we kind of brought it up before, but speaking of the panels, the Kira Buckland panel that was essentially never happened <laughs> was it, it was like a, a very slow, gradual feeling of, oh, she's just late, to, oh, he just isn't coming. And that's, it was very fun to see the, um, what would you call the person on stage? Like the... The MC. Yeah, the MC. You can see them kind of get more worried and worried and then like accept <laughs> it by the end. Yeah, it just like grabs right the beginning, uh Right at the beginning, there was a guy who just kind of in the back was like, uh, what was it? He said something like, we should do a Jojo Oza. And she's like, oh, yeah. that's funny, but I don't want here to walk in and we're all just doing jojo poses and then he brings it up a couple more times slowly and slowly and slowly 
he's like really passionate about this specific JoJo's Bizarre Adventure pose off. And mm-hmm. Who would it be? by the time there's like 10 minutes left, they give up and give in, if you will. And uh, think- so it ends on a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure cosplayer pose off. <laughs> that yeah. was pretty cool. They could they could do that. Uh, they could lean back pretty far. <laughs> yeah, but dude, you know, I I was shocked at that they got did the Shoko Nakagawa moment where they where they posed so hard they broke their ass. Sorry, butts <laughs> themselves. Yeah, actually, no, that actually he was very happen. adamant that no one hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah, I think they yeah. he wanted to do that pose off because they did cancel the cosplay uh, pose off. That was like an official thing. From yeah. Okay. <laughs> which, which is unfortunate. You know, fans will be, have to be fans, right? Yeah. Well, thank you to that one guy who definitely listens in. In in that same exactly. panel, like before we got in, you know, the MC has to make it interesting. So I think they were. She was asking the crowd, "Oh, what's your favorite anime or any anime recommendations?" Um, and I think every single one that people said, "I know, I knew." Um, and then I did my own thing. And then, like, yeah, you and I think another person did their own thing, and everybody's like, what is that show? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I love Maisani Koku. I will talk about Maisani Koku one year. Well, that, that part was fun, but my favorite part of the expo by, like, a lot, like, a very, very, very significant amount was the Artist Alley. Oh, Just yeah. walking, like, I, we went um we went through like the first building in like an hour and I was like uh oh we have yeah. checks watch how many how many more hours would you've had I don't Probably, know well we're if you're but, an hour in you have like eight more hours yeah how are we how are we going to remotely fill this time and then we start going through the second one and it's like same thing essentially just a bunch of booths mostly carrying Funko Pops and then you finally turn the corner the the light shines as you round the corner to see so much art oh don't forget yeah, like, don't forget about the don't forget about the uh choir of angels that begin to sing yes the choir <laughs> of angels sitting in the pizza pizza singing as you turn the corner to see an absolutely insane amount of art that's right there was like a piece of pizza around the corner pizza pizza right next to <laughs> and for for reference this artist alley uh, it's probably like triple the size of any other one that I've been to, and then that's like how do I say it? it's probably like twelve at least uh, aisles, and there was probably at least ten to twelve artists in each aisle, because <laughs> mm-hmm. each artist got maybe like a meter or a meter or two of of a table, <laughs> so and it was just packed full. This was also my favorite part of the on by um, far <laughs> felt, like, felt like one of those night markets in uh southeast asia where yeah. there's like so many yeah, people yeah. it's funny i say it's my favorite part but i only bought one piece of art <laughs> yeah i spent uh, way too much money luckily i did put it up in my room so it looks immaculate my empty I, white walls are no longer empty i didn't really find things that really struck out to me because they didn't have any toho arts Although I did, yeah. go, I did go myself a statue though. Create it yourself. For me, the artwork that I was kind of looking for uh, was artwork that didn't scream "I'm a weeb." <laughs> so I would look for more low-key artwork or ones that just looked incredible. So like, I got three posters from um, I forget. I think it's called like Time Skip Studios on Instagram. 
um and it was like the price was buy three uh, buy two get one free 50 bucks each so virtually 100 bucks for three posters and that was a really good deal i think and they were basically landscape photos of uh, one was the lost woods another one was a cowboy bebop one um of the iconic red ship in the hangar the bebop Um, well landscape sets right like i guess there's probably a lot more effort that gets put in that though like they were super detailed and like the other ones were there was a mix of ones that were super silly which i did get a few of them i got one from uh mob psycho the body improvement club uh i don't have the name on hand right now um but yeah, I, I really like the ones that it felt like you put a lot of effort into it, or it was super creative. Or yeah, both. I the only thing I bought from there was something for my brother, but there was plenty of things that just were very, very close to something I would want. Other than I, I am very picky though. Mm-hmm. I unfortunately the only thing I did want was sold out by the time I got to it. So rip. Yeah, and that was the uh, the location poster for Cinnabar Island. Yeah, and I, I've I got the Aperture Science poster from the same artist, which was uh, free DLC artwork on Instagram. And for anybody wondering, I have posted all the artwork on my Twitter at Dakota IRL, and you can go check it out there. <laughs> shameless plug. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. So, like, yeah. Despite not buying very much, it was insane to turn the corner and just like any time you turn a corner, it was something insane. Yeah, there was shock and amazing. One insane thing per aisle. Like I got even even I got a business card for every single one of these artists, and that stack is like an inch and a half thick. <laughs> <laughs> he does yeah. love his art. It was a traditional painting of a transformer. I think for how much money? Uh, the biggest one that was twenty five k, twenty five thousand dollars. Yes. Oh, don't be surprised. And they um, had a they had a smaller one that was like the Joker, and that was like 3K. three k. Yeah, three thousand dollars. Like I said, don't be surprised. It was that was funny. I mean, uh, I am kind of surprised because first of all, it's like an it's iconic IP, and then it's also like at a convention, which I don't see. I don't see like professional artists like that that were gonna sell their stuff for thousands of dollars coming to these this, these kinds I of think places. That might have been the only place that broke the three circles mark or the three zeros. Yeah. Four figures. Yeah. Definitely. I didn't see anything larger than than three figures. Even like some amazing stuff, like the Majora's Mask mask, the canvas. Oh, yeah. Like some gorgeous canvas prints, everything was priced really nicely, mm-hmm. which is insane. Oh, uh, you know, then there's the bad, the bad idea of Kaboof. And <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say this. Uh, there were some things that was really tempted. I was tempted, God has tempted me one too many times that day, but I resisted. I resisted, but I was extremely tempted to get myself an action, a common writer belt. Which I oh, personally, the price of those didn't seem bad, other than the five hundred dollar one. Well, that's because <laughs> it included a lot more because it includes the stand, uh, yeah. a lot of trinkets, the scarf, or pretty much everything. But it's also the first belt too. That that's the reason why it's so expensive. It was fiftieth anniversary, I think. Yeah. Kind of speaking speaking about uh, other booths, 
there was a and there was a Nintendo booth, but it was more of a uh, come take a picture and you'll get a free squid hat. Um, yeah, I didn't really want to wait in line for that. It didn't seem worth it to me, so I didn't end up getting a squid hat. No squid hat for us. All I did to get my hands on like the demo, though, it was you know it was fun. It was fun. Uh, can't say anything else. I think the other things I wanted to talk about was like there was a definitely a, a handful of weapon uh, stores. Oh and yeah. Each of them had like varying quality, but they were basically selling the same thing every time. And some mm-hmm. stores just wanted to sell it, and other stores like made it and forged them, and like they actually sold them individually. And they were, of course, they were a lot higher quality and more expensive. But I kind of like that better. And all the ones that were like, oh, made in China. I'm like, I don't really want that. Ouch. And Despite they didn't how much they try to swindle you down. Yeah, there was <laughs> what? There was a $150 Demon Slayer sword that looked kind of cool. It was either that or yeah, I think it was Demon Slayer. And the guy was like, how much would you pay for it? I open it up and it says a giant brand. It says made in China on the side of the sword blade. And I'm like, ah, crap. <laughs> and then like the hilt didn't feel like a real product. It felt very cheap. The the rope around it didn't feel great. And I'm like, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to I would pay 70 bucks for this. And he's like, I can't do that, man. <laughs> I mean, if hey, you 70, if you said 70 bucks right there, deal. But ouch. <laughs> yeah, it didn't feel great. Um, and I would also prefer to support like an individual small business that would make the swords other than a guy who buys a bunch of them off of AliExpress. Because I know how to buy stuff off of AliExpress. You well, can probably doesn't? buy a sword like that off of, for like 20 bucks. Maybe more or less. May- depending on the quality. <laughs> of course. Dubious, dubiously, uh, uh, dubiously acquired quality. Yeah. And I have said, I have like made a sworn oath to myself of if I ever become rich, I want a weapon room or at least a weapon wall <laughs> of yeah, just I, a cool weapon. Subscribe. Subscribe uh, yeah. so Dakota's dream may be fulfilled. <laughs> it'll yeah, have right. everything. Captain America Shield. It'll probably That's have lame. Wolverines, claws. That's a, lame. A few lightsabers. <laughs> oh come That's on. Lame. Some cool the, katanas. The like that. That's lame. Um uh, Cloud Sword. Just sarcastically clap that he doesn't even know the goddamn names for those weapons. <laughs> I mean, half of the names are actually named something that I would never know. <laughs> like, I'm pretty oh, sure all yeah. the Demon Slayer swords have names, but who knows that? Exactly. They don't... I, mean, I don't want to get into it, but uh, I don't have a reason <laughs> to care about the demon, the demon Slayer swords. There's no reason for me to care about them. It's just, oh, hey, cool sword. Anyways, next. Um, other than that, we didn't really see... We didn't meet any of like the cosplayers. We didn't really walk into that area. But the cosplayers that were walking around were pretty cool. I unfortunately some of them were like almost like half effort ones. But I don't I don't expect everybody to go full effort. Oh, I saw this as great long as you're... Just, Oh, I saw this one great cosplay. They who just who just Sully just showed up, right? Uh it was Testament from Guilty Gear. Not uh the new design for Testament. It was great. I I got a picture of them actually, but yeah, I, it's great. A little SFW though. But, hey, it's it's SFW for a reason because it's actually because like the character is actually showing quite a bit of skin. For the some of the notable cosplays I think I remember were um, talked 
uh, like a duo of Talked and Destiny or Cosette from Talked OP Destiny. I doubt anybody's going to know that anime, but I really appreciated the amount of effort they put into it. Um, no, I recognize I, that. Unfortunately, I didn't get a photo with them, but I saw them in the crowd like three or four times. But I at least got to tell them they had a really nice, uh, uh, they had a really nice cosplay. Uh, my white whale was a daredevil cosplayer who looked like his uh, costume was ripped directly out of the show. However, I saw one glimpse of him, and before I pointed him out, he was gone, <laughs> vanished into uh, the wind. Uh, I, I, there was actually for me, there was this one cosplayer who. Who was Yujiro Hanma from the Baki series? And I I was very impressed, not because you know it's just the co- it's just a costume, right? But he actually got the figure to be the ogre, all right. And hmm. he did. And he responded when I said, "Hey, show me the demon back." And oh, <laughs> you know, so it's a wonderful sight, all right. I wonder what was the what. Character or series had the most costumes. probably Genshin. No, there was a lot well, of Genshin, Genshin cosplays. Most, that's true. Like what? Genshin is probably the overwhelmingly majority. Yeah, I saw so it was a quest marker for Genshin. What character is the most cosplays? Character hmm. that's probably that's hard. hard. That's I difficult. Like that's Spider-Man, difficult. Yeah. Probably, like, well, at this fan expo specifically, probably somebody from Stranger Things. Chances are it's Eddie. <laughs> oh, that's true. If you just count anyone wearing a Hellfire Club shirt, then yeah, I'm surprised that there wasn't a lot of uh, what's it called Sailor Moon cosplays comparatively. Yeah, I didn't see much. Uh, I saw like a few One Piece ones too. I didn't. Oh, really there was see a fair. There was a fair amount of One Piece, but it's not but it was really only, One Piece. It was very casual. Like it was either Luffy or Zoro, and then not really any of the others. Comparatively, oh, actually, no. There was this one other cosplay, like it when we were waiting for ah Kira Buckley, right? I saw I saw a guy in a Sadai Kochia a cosplay, a character from the Toho series, of course, because no one else knows no one else knows enough about Toho except for me. Fortunate, really unfortunate. And you know, it was well done. I actually, had all the colors right too. I'm not familiar with the characters, so. <laughs> I literally just, I literally just said that no one knows most any Toho but me on this show. And that, like, getting out of the convention was pretty easy. We kind of stayed later until they really kicked us out. Um, well, they <laughs> walking to, out in Toronto they... while a, the CNE. At Jay's game, and apparently there was a there was a concert that night too. <laughs> of course, <laughs> so there was a lot going on, but we got out pretty easily. The only issue was uh, the only issue was our escapade to get to the parking garage. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> Tyler somehow walk. found thirteen dollar all day parking in Toronto, and we still couldn't get into the building. <laughs> we could get into it because we didn't know if there was because we did find the uh, entrance until much later. Yeah. There was one circles. open door on the entire building. <laughs> uh, we, were, but, we were just looking for an open door. That's it. Uh, in our adventure for finding parking and also a bathroom, we did also end up in the back rooms. So that was cool. Also known as the um, path <laughs> at late, late night. <laughs> <laughs> so chances are uh, we, maybe not we, but 
I'll be going to Toronto Comic Con, which is happens, I believe, in April. Um, and that one's a lot more focused on like cosplay and um, kind of TV shows and movies, less of video games and anime. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I might not go because of that. Yeah, I just love these things. I haven't gone to one in so long. I was craving it. <laughs> exactly. They canceled their local one, which sucks. You know, genuinely, just the experience for me, first first time, right? Like, obviously, it's not. I would say if I if we had like if I was there for like two days, I'd go have been better, right? Because mm-hmm. I could see not just or well, obviously, I'm going to see more, but just experience a little bit more. Not just, oh, hey, hey, more or stuff to do, or hey, here's another celebrity to meet. It's more so like just kind of really just understanding the, con- the feeling of being at a convention more and more, understanding yeah. why people go to those things. I think the next time we go, if we go next year, Friday might be the better day because Saturday yeah. was the busiest day by far. Oh, for obvious reasons. Thank you for joining us and discussing our experience at Fan Expo Canada. We'd love, to, we'd love it if you could follow us on Twitter and listen to future episodes on Spotify and iTunes. Join our community Discord server to continue today's discussion. And we'll see you next time for the 100th episode of the Switch Clicks podcast.